0: EBI 12 is in the books. UFC 2 something happened. Uh, I remember parts, but John Jones might have n- knocked the memories full out of me, proving once again, fighting's way easier from outside the cage. Don't do it in there. It's ah. time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves that. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Vesparza, and you can hear the subtle smirks of Matt Therapy behind us. But, Raf, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm good. I have a lot to talk about, and I'm glad that we have the Matt Therapy ladies. Obviously, Donna and Becky have returned. We're going to find out a little bit about over under Kevin, in a little bit. But I got to ask you something real, real quick to so Donna and Becky. What yeah. are your thoughts yeah. on the Daniel Cormier meme? Do you have any feeling toward them? Do you feel they are fair? Do you feel they are unfair? If so, why? Uh, I. Uh-
2: um, I cut, you know, when it was happening, I kind of, I remember thinking this is going to be memes tomorrow just because it's what people do out there. Um, so a part of me, like just kind of thought coming, obviously the other part of me is definitely more about like, I felt so bad for him just like, I can, I don't know, like a part of me, I feel like felt he was what he was feeling. So like to make fun of that is just is a little harsh um so i'm not not a huge fan of it
1: okay but donna are you in the same I'm, I'm sorry donna yeah, are you I in have... the same or where are you at
3: i do i have three okay so i have two thoughts that kind of back that up and one that doesn't but then it goes back to my first thought so it's that yeah it's it's so, it's so mean it's so mean and um and just classless but mm-hmm. here's the thing. The UFC is to blame for it. He just got knocked out. It is unfair to both interview him and expect him to give any coherent answers in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I mean, I guess then my opinion a little bit is uh,
1: he,
3: because they shouldn't have been recording him, he wasn't able to, to lose like a champion.
1: That is a great statement. Okay, now, Kev, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because the thing for me is there was a lot of criticism, and Joe even criticized himself. Joe Rogan criticized himself for doing it. Mm -hmm. He said he made the rule of not interviewing fighters when they're knocked out, and yet – (laughs) <laughs> there was some confusion that it's more he broke of a guideline
0: it. uh, he's done it like five times he's only counting this one but it's been more of a guideline for the old for the old but joe the
1: reason runs. why he said he doesn't do it when they get knocked out is because they don't know where they are and they can't really form their thoughts but yeah. there was some major confusion and right after the fight daniel cormier tried to uh, like leave the cage like leave the octagon and it yeah. seemed like joe was trying to circle back to be like this doesn't seem right but it was because DC was so out of it. Do you know what happened after that? Uh-huh.
0: I know he was pretty concussed, and I do know that they shoved a microphone in his face. Now, I feel two ways about this. One, okay. don't interview him. Not interested. Let's uh, get him some medical attention. And if a doctor's like, you yeah. know what? This guy's ready for Q&A. Then I'm in. Now I'd like to address the meme. 100% yes. fair game. It's an entertainment industry. Uh, watching DC's the man. Right, we all love him, but we also all kind of know he wasn't going to beat John Jones. If we're all talking out loud in an honest way, uh, <laughs> well, and the crying was meme was, oh,
2: well. you what? I think he was doing pretty well up until that point. I was really, I was really impressed
0: with him. I, I actually was too. Yeah, me too. I thought he was fighting a good fight, but that's kind of what I expected to happen. Still, so. right, I say that, that. I like him. <laughs> Great fighter, sure. not better than John Jones, and frankly. Uh, you make the argument no one is, so it's not like the stiffest bar. I feel like right. this is another one of those moments where fighters are taking themselves a little too seriously. It's like we all give you the benefit of the doubt. We know you just got kicked in the head. By the way, none of us are stepping in the cage with John Jones, so we don't get to have a meme made about us. It's sort of a compliment, uh, is the way I feel about it. So I'm I'm straddling the fence nicely as an independent here.
3: It, it would be I, I would be on your side if if. If that was the attitude of everybody that was making fun of him, but there are so many people who are like, "Oh, Cormier, what a bitch! You're crying," <laughs> and how many of those people could even could even, you know,
0: take spar that first with kick. John
3: Jones' first sparring partner? Yeah, yeah like yeah. that first if, kick. If everybody had got the attitude me. that you had. You know what I mean? Which is, look, we recognize he's a badass. It was a funny moment we can all move past it, but too many people are like not taking that. So then it becomes like, you know what I mean? Like see, I've said it before. We ask these people to put their, their bodies and wellness and everything on the line for our entertainment. We ask them in my opinion, we pay them. Yeah, we do pay. So yes, but, but they do break their bodies for us and our entertainment and it's their choice that they do that. But uh, there is some kind of social contract implied that um, there should be some respect for that, I guess, in my in my head. I guess other people view it as uh, dance for me, monkey, because we're paying for you. <laughs> so I guess. Um, but that's not my opinion.
1: Uh, I just need let me just do this real quick, because I put this out there and I want to see where everybody's at. But I just need two minutes of your time for this very, very succinct thing I want to bring up. One thing that really irked me is when you see a loss like this happen, you occasionally see the Winston Churchill, it's not the critic who matters. Now, people seem to love using that quotation whenever it seems appropriate for their point. But I noticed a, a little bit of a, a overlap between, hey, let's protect Daniel Cormier. Guys, he gets in there, he gives his all, he does that. And yet the last time I remembered something like this was, I was like, dude, I remembered people shitting on Ronda when she lost as a champion. And it was the first time she had lost. And people were like, fuck her. Fuck that bitch. And it really started to make me look and see the different ways that we were treating these two different people. Now, I know some of you want to say, Ronda, you know, she was a bitch. She was mean to people. Uh, You know, she didn't shake somebody's hand. Daniel Cormier was the epitome of a true class champion. I want to go back a little bit in the memory and remind you guys, not only was Daniel Cormier talking trash, but he was the same person who instigated a fight at a press conference. So I don't think he's necessarily the epitome of, like, grace and dignity when he does promos right after and says, fuck John Jones. So it was a little disturbing. But I want to read some of these comments because I put this out there just for people to think, hey, you know, I agree. Daniel Cormier, great fighter. Let's not get this confused with us saying like, hey, he's doing this crying meme as if like, you know what, fuck that guy. It was just like, it's a funny face and I understand some people are going to meme it. Although I do agree, they should not be doing it to the extent of saying, this guy's a bitch. Like, I get it. He put his heart into it. That's awesome. But at the same point, when we had some of these people, and this is these are some of the words we got about Rhonda. When we do the comparison of just think of how you're treating him and how you treated her. Uh, it mm-hmm. said... Ronda Rousey fought all nobodies. That chick can't box. <laughs> okay? That's number one. And it says People will be more inclined to call someone a loser when they're walking around like their shit don't stink, being assholes to everyone because they think they're better than everyone, then lose. Like. Do people realize she was in the Fast
0: franchise? I mean, she is <laughs> better than us. Like, this is 100% on the <laughs> record. She's
1: better than you. I just. I love this, and it's like it's so weird. DC is way more professional than Ronda. He re- actually respects fighters. Ronda disrespects. Oh, so is with he? No touch gloves. I'm just. Well, I mean, he yeah, had.
3: They 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 give two different performances. I mean, the promotion part of fighting is is performing. Correct. So she's the heel. She knew she was the heel. She played the heel well.
0: Ronda was. And. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: And and Cormier, you know, enjoys babyface. I think that actually a lot of the guys from AKA are poor losers. Mm.
1: But like,
0: <laughs> I also <laughs> I've never seen a truer moment than mm. after the third elbow and like the eighth fist. It's like I would be so distraught with pain; it would be <laughs> over for me. I would be crying. I would be drawing terrible pictures. Not
1: be okay.
3: Yeah.
1: I I <laughs> would say this though. So on the meme that we put up.
3: Ninety-nine percent of the, the population of the world all
0: would, you know. What
1: yeah. I mean, these are yeah. the best
0: in the world. Of John
1: course. Jones, yeah. so good. <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about this, but let's give credit though. I mean, Daniel Cormier. A lot of people were saying we're putting on, uh, was putting on the performance of his lifetime there, and he really was oh, making perfect. adjustments. He was able to grab John Jones's hands and start to make adjustments to negligate some of the the reach advantage that John Jones had, and it was smart, and he wasn't trying to exhaust himself with takedowns. But, like, when you see this shit, and it's like, don't compare DC to Ronda. Ronda sucks ass, RIP. <laughs> I just want to say to people like this, if you're going to defend him, I certainly hope that you are not the people that says, fuck that bitch, because I think it's a poor uh, equation to really try and do yeah. that. It just sounds like you want to force... Wait, justify. wait,
3: Raf, are you, are you suggesting that maybe sometimes women get the shit out of the stick, especially in sports,
1: I would 100%. Yeah, yeah. No shit. No shit. Oh, my
0: God. Did you see the soccer goalie? She broke her leg and played 14 more minutes (laughs) in Europe. Uh, That's, yeah, only people that can give. Yeah,
3: welcome to being a woman, boys. (laughs) No, Thank you. You know, I've
1: seen it it up close. (laughs)
3: Looks
0: hard. But
1: You know what though? (laughs) We have a lot to talk about on USC 214. We're going to circle back to that in a little bit because I wanted to go from a little bit of talking about that. Hopefully getting you guys to, you know, uh, who are listening to maybe consider that as a point. I don't think any of us want to shit on DC as a career. I I struck a serious note. I liked it. I think he might come back. I'm not sure. People were saying that, that Tony took toward the end was maybe he was done. I think that dude just needs to rest. And figure out what he wants to do. Uh, but Vitor Belfor
0: fought a few weeks ago. <laughs> He's got a plenty in him. If Cormier wants yeah. to keep fighting, yeah, I, yeah, plenty I mean, of people I to think fight. Go either way. Yeah, yeah. Can I he fight for, GSP? I thought, Is
1: that <laughs> sorry? Ooh, go sure ahead, Becky.
2: It. I thought Cormier looked great. I don't see why retirement should be a conversation with him right now. Right. I thought he looked better than before. So in recent, in more recent yeah. fights, so. Um, you know, people were even arguing that he had that fight managed to have gone the distance, they saw him winning at least up until that head kick. So,
0: yeah, and, good shots in. And, uh, and
2: I'd have to go back and really rewatch really it to, to make a call on that, but I thought he looked really good.
0: Can I throw out so. a suggestion I think will make everyone happy? What's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. DC, you know, take a little breather. You know, you're a brown belt. Why don't you come uh, enter the next EBI open? Uh, oh shit! Or just put that gi no. on, come do a little fight to win. There's
1: plenty of no, stuff in Kev, the grappling. Kev, I have on a fucking uh, tournament, you fight asshole. To win has no e. Yeah,
3: fight to win has no gi e matches. What are you
1: talking about? <laughs> Kev, here's what you want to do. SSGL. You want to go to the USSGL? <laughs> it's on August 13th. You can sign up for it and maybe face Daniel Cormier. I'm not going to lie. I definitely just cut a video right now where we invited John Jones to come participate in our tournament because he's a new blue belt.
0: And I think a lot of people are saying, what the fuck is that, by the
1: way? Like, what the fuck is that? Never mind. Sorry. We as a company have decided we will offer John Jones the opportunity to compete in the gi at the weight of wherever he is right now. But he's going to have to pay for the absolute because I just think that's fair. You know, it's 25 bucks. It's fine. I thought the blue belt was a little bit of a show. I thought it was (laughs) a little
0: bit of a show. I was like, this guy's been grappling for 15 years. What the (laughs) the fuck are you talking about? But Kev, and, uh, here's the
1: thing. We 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 started on a note that's a little more serious, but I want to get to a more jovial note, and I know that there was nobody happier that I could see uh, than the Matt Therapy ladies because you guys had an EBI competition that you got to absorb. I'm going to start with you, Donna. What did it feel like mm-hmm. for you to, to actually see it? Like, you worry about it. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? You know, you want everything to work great, right, but you were –
3: I'm sorry, can you you cut out for a second? Can you repeat that question?
1: Absolutely. I just wanted to know, what was it like for you to get all the way to EBI after all that wait and anticipation to seeing an all-female EBI?
3: Um, well, my experience was just a little different because I was actually cornering one of the fighters, or one of the competitors.
0: Who are you cornering? So I
3: was having, I was cornering Laila Smaja. Awesome. So well, on stage, Eddie and her fiance Compola, who's a black belt and who usually commentates the show, they were with her on stage because she, you're only allowed to have two corners. And um, it's Eddie Bravo. But backstage, me and another um, one of our team members were back there with her and and I was, you know, a big part of her training camp, and she she and I are very good friends. So um, so there was the emotion of, the ladies putting on this amazing show and like you know being a grappling woman and 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 how exciting it was as uh, a member of the sport and the community and then there was like the emotion of watching what is essentially my sister lila and i have been training together for 13 years now
0: can i make an assessment of them have been when, yeah. when she was fighting, uh, the best way I can put it, you know how certain fighters have violence in their eyes? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. She has hey, that. Look. She, looks, she She she's smiling. She was prepared. I'm not saying she's running around like a crazy person. It's just when she looked up to fight, it was like, uh-oh, there's violence.
3: Yeah, she is prepared. Okay. She was prepared. Yeah. So uh, to, to say I was emotional would be an understatement. I went... Uh, Jonathan, my husband, and Becky were sitting in the audience and right when her first match, um, so, you know, she goes up on the podium to wait. I decided to go back down and sit with him and I couldn't sit still and I was crying and I was like, <laughs> I was a wreck. And then she got that 23-second submission and I, everybody, we all did, just <laughs> lost our minds. <laughs> so then going backstage with her, was it was like electric.
1: I have to say... Uh, We have an interview with her that's going up pretty soon. You guys will be able to see it. Um, Part of the reason, I mean, she didn't win, but she did one of what I like to call, you know, the thing you always expect at EBI is to expect the unexpected. And you always see those people who showcase. And I thought that she and her performance was reflective of somebody who's wanted it so bad and you could see it. You could see it permeate from her. And that made the, the matches all the more fun and exciting to see with her. And to hear her say that she had visualized the first two matches going exactly the way they did was truly something special to get to hear. So uh, seeing you go to corner her, I know, had to be uh, crazy on top of, you know, hey, I'm excited for everybody. Uh, But I do want to credit her real quick uh, because we got a lot of people to talk about. But I want to credit her as being – I was doing an interview with Aaron who won the whole thing and Mm – Right in between, she asked me very nicely. She was like, Raph, can I have a minute? And she just wanted to go over and congratulate Aaron. And there was a camaraderie amongst all the females that were there. Becky, was that something that you noticed? And follow up question I noticed a number of females got dressed up. And it made me think, I was like, oh my God, the rest of us look like slobs. Like, all of the guys look dumb.
0: Raph and I take that personally <laughs> when we're out dressed at this. <laughs>
1: It's the only people who were close to looking okay background. were Ruben <laughs> and Marvin. Those were the only two people who looked okay. Everybody else was just in jeans, looked scuzzy. Uh, was there kind of like a women's suffragette movement that happened where they like decided to like get dressed up as like part of being like, "This is our event, we own it."
2: I don't know. I noticed. The, I noticed a couple people dressed up. I I feel like some people. Uh, you know, some some of the women just you know, they like to dress up. There's a few that just, they, they, you know, we're always in stats and rash guards and sweating <laughs> and no makeup and like all smeared and crazy whenever we see each other that, you know, these events like this are our chance to like, you know, hang around the people that we're used to being all gross with and actually <laughs> look nice and decent. So, um, I think a part of it was that. And, you know, uh, maybe for some people I'm sure that that they had that um that thought of like I'm dressing up for for the women and for for the rise of this sport right now that's happening um obviously if you saw me i <laughs> I was not one of those well-dressed women there <laughs> I think I did that maybe the first couple and after the second Evi, that went like seven or eight hours right and, so. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I called it quits after that and I just, got, I got comfortable so I can settle in and just enjoy and watch and
3: be comfortable. <laughs>
1: well, well, mind you, that was when it was at a club as well. Like, now we're at a theater. So, can it, I just
3: know? make a comment about what you guys said earlier because I just, I want it because obviously nobody else can see this, yeah. uh, about the camaraderie, the, the competitors. That wasn't just Aaron and Lila. Mm-hmm. They were all so amazing to each other mm-hmm. and it, it, there was such a, a like a, a a wonderful spirit backstage. They were they were focused, obviously. But um it was so friendly and uh one of the coaches was laughing because he'd been there with some of our guys and then the ladies all got gift bags with um you know a docky star, a tote bag and a whole bunch of T shirts <laughs> everybody was like, Oh why are you funky, so that's <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to say, Kev, it was maybe the friendliest pregame uh, conversation I've ever heard with the, like, rules and, like, bo- normally beforehand it's, like, way crazier and nobody's talking, but there was, like, laughing, everybody's in a great mood, so it really did, I think, set a tone for the event. Um, so I'm going to start with this. Donna, I know it's hard to pull this away, but what were some highlights for you? Like, who impressed you on on Sunday?
3: Um, you know, I, I, gotta say, Catherine Shen, Catherine Shen is a special, special competitor, and I didn't get to see all of the, the matches, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I wish I did, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it on Fight Pass, but I was, um, nice I was right off stage for Catherine's first match, and just, cause, you know, we know who she is, we've seen her do some amazing things, but it was, everybody else It was like, what is going on, and we were like, yeah man, she's special, and we were back there with a bunch of the freaks, and uh, it was that was really cool. Um, all for, of the ladies
0: for those not in the know. And, can I ask a Tenth Planet question? Does Catherine yes. train at, at Tenth Planet? It doesn't say HQ next to your titles. It always <laughs> yes. just says Tenth Planet. Um, when you say the freaks, you're referring to the. Uh, it's a team.
1: So yeah. that's
3: a team. That's the San Diego team, and they call themselves the freaks. A couple of a couple of the schools who are all. Um, kind of branded together, I guess is the best thing to say, branded under 10th under, Planet. Armu, uh, yeah. under our brand. Um, so there's a team. They're the 10th Planet Freaks, and those are Gio Martinez and Boogie Martinez. Both of them have been in Evi before. Gio is you know, the current champion at 135. Oh, we've so those are their to schools him. And they call,
2: We're yeah, we call
3: themselves the 10th Planet Freaks. There's also the Monster Squad, and I believe... I believe those are the only two team names so far, but I'm sure more will be coming soon. So it's 10th Planet. Oh, the Luligans in London. Okay, so we do have we have more teams. Nice.
0: Okay, <laughs> I definitely didn't know about those last two. And where does Kat- where's Catherine Shen from?
3: She's a freak. She's cool.
0: Freak.
1: Oh, cool, cool.
3: Can you not tell? Can you not tell? She's a 10th Planet freak. <laughs> yeah.
1: With her ability to inspire uh, both shock and awe when she is stretching. Yeah. Like, she's one of the people who I noticed who would give up her leg and be like, I'm swimming at Darcy. I got no problems. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and it's impressive. Um, I have to say, it was tough for me to to watch her match because they put her in Patty, and the whole crowd was going back and forth because Patty brought a lot of support with her, and she's amazing, but, you know, EBI going to EBI. So those two people were going up against each other. You had Catherine and you had Patty, and I thought that they had a showcase match. I thought they had, arguably, the match yeah. of the uh, the competition. And the thing about it was... You know, Catherine started off in bad positions, found her composure, and matured just before our eyes. Like, she's a great competitor, but I think the growth and the step that she took that day in front of that many people, both in the audience and watching at home. Uh, I, I am very excited to see what happens next for her, which by the way is going to be at the USSGL. You guys can come <laughs> catch her. She is going to be competing at the Deepwaters nice. Invitational as well. Thank you guys. I know, I know. <laughs> nice breath. Nice breath. It. I will say this. Next day, I <laughs> thought boy, all
3: these were amazing. I've never been around so many female black belts ever. And I was just like, growing out a little bit. Like, a, hi, um, I I like to jujitsu, <laughs> <laughs> and now you... I'm friends with several of them
1: on Facebook, and I'm very proud of myself. Nice, <laughs> should be. And you know You're what? Both I will very this.
0: approachable, so I can't imagine. Uh, well, Donna's <laughs> very approachable. Uh, I'm just going to start the smack talk early. Otherwise, right. I think right. the, I think Calm the down,
1: product. I'm just be nice. Uh, I will say um, this to you. There was one thing first, that really—I got to like, start a
0: podcast feud with Becky before it's too late, right? I don't know when we're going to talk to wait, her.
3: Wait, I want to know—I want to know who Becky was impressed with because she saw all the matches yes. and I didn't. So I want to know who she was really impressed with. You know,
2: a couple people. I've, you know, I—I I know I train with Lila. I know that there's a huge bias for me to, you know, for me to to be impressed with her. I feel like, but. I think it's safe to say that, you know, especially in those first two matches, which she went out there and she just, it was amazing what she did. Violence. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's fast. Yeah.
0: She does a lot, she has a lot my of bursts. my
2: God. You know, and I'm sad. It 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 kind of like I'm sad because I missed most, you know, all her training leading up to this the last three months because of my injury. I haven't been in class and I haven't been there to be a part of it. Otherwise, I know I would have been a lot more
3: involved.
2: Um, And I wish I could have to, but I guess I guess having had to step back for a few months and see this transformation that she made, it's just I was. so, so fucking proud of her that, like, I just, I, she could, even without winning, like, I'm so incredibly proud of her. She didn't have to win for me to be like, I I love everything that she did
3: this weekend.
0: Well got yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about who she lost to, because that was well, an awesome
1: match. We do want to get to rocked. that. There is one thing to to kind Aaron's, of close out.
3: Aaron's a beast. Yeah, I, I trained her yeah. when she was 12 years old. She tapped me out.
1: Wait,
0: yeah. how long she been?
1: How old is she now? Well, give us a 15. second. Kev. I wanna, For fuck's sake, there's so I many say people we, that are
0: younger than me that are gonna murder me. In the near- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in jiu-jitsu under 25 terrifies me now. It's just a yeah. Year. They
2: should. They should. <laughs> you guys are the one of the south. worst
0: offenders. 10th plan. You want to hear it
1: with your kid's system.
0: Yep. We have so some here's the people thing. At the Hiberro, it's yeah. just like one last kid's thing in on grade? that. Go fuck yourself.
1: Sorry. It's all right. You got carried away. I understand. It happens occasionally. Kevin just gets a little jealous, and then he goes into a rage. It's what happens. Scream at a child while training. I will fight fine, children. I've made it
0: public. I would beat them up while I can.
1: The one thing that I think I really wanted to make uh, very, very clear about uh, Lila was that when she was in there, I I wanted to tell her, and I did in the interview, but I feel like she carried the seriousness of she's always wanted this event, she performed like it, and I hope, and I told her this in the interview, I said you know, if it comes down to it and we need to recommend somebody to come back and do this tournament, she should be at the top of that list because she felt it in her bones and she gave a great performance, and I think it was one of those things where you wait for 11 times and then it finally gets to the women's turn, and then you want to deliver and she delivered, so... Yeah. I think that 100%. no matter what, she she represented y'all really great. But let's talk about Erin because Erin did win, and Erin surprised a lot of people, except for the people at Silver Fox BJJ who were trying yeah. to tell us not, we told not if y'all. Not
3: you've ever met Erin before.
1: <laughs> exactly. But the nice part about her is she she's eighteen. She's got a lot of stuff going her way. We put up a clip today where she admitted she doesn't have any sponsors. She wants to do MMA. She wants to do Muay Thai. She's got a lot already to be promising and happy about. But Donna, you said you trained with her before, and yeah, she was great even then. Like, where do you see her potential going, and how do we keep her in jiu-jitsu and not in MMA?
3: Oh, no, it's impossible. She's, she's already, like, undefeated in Muay Thai.
1: Yeah. Shut she's at up.
3: the UFC champ, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be clapping for her every step of the way. All she came, I had seen she came was her years old. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, she came in at 12 years old, and she was, and I didn't, nobody gave me any context with her, so I'm thinking, oh, this is a young girl, and maybe she wasn't 12, maybe she was 13, because it was, I don't know, four or five years ago. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, so nobody gave me any context to who she was, and she was kind of like she is now, very low-key and kind of, uh, you know, chill. And so I'm, like, trying to coach her through class, and she was just looking at me like, okay, thanks, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then we started rolling, and she tapped me out, and I was like, oh,
0: where did come from? <laughs> <laughs> she uh looks again she has that she attacks from a lot of places she's comfortable yeah. in she very d- positions <laughs> yeah she does she likes Takamura to transition and she doesn't really have a problem spinning on her neck head anything i was as she spun for I didn't some I remember her the
3: last time she came to visit us until i started rolling with her and she put me in a kamara
0: and I was like, hey. <laughs> Aaron! <laughs> oh God. Wow. We've done this before. Yeah. That is a that's a funny
1: Becky, can you do me a favor? Can you describe her last two matches for us? Because uh she had a match yes, against please. Catherine, uh Shen where she ended up Kamoring her and Catherine was putting up a great fight. Um but Catherine mentioned she was a good wrestler and that she had the perfect game for her in particular it looked like those last two matches put were, you know, they were tough.
2: They absolutely were tough. I mean, you have to imagine by this point, she had also, you know, a couple of her fights um, went into overtime. Uh, I think her first fight did. So, you know, she's already, she's already, you know, spent a little bit, you know, that adre- I'm sure the adrenaline was still kicking, but, um, and then, you know, she came into the quarterfinals against, uh against Catherine, who was, or no, I'm sorry, in the semifinals when she went up against Lila, who at that point, you know, she was still pretty fresh, so like, that's not, it's not an easy battle, um, yeah. you know, women, women are relentless, and especially, you know, what you just said, you know, we've waited 10 EDIs to get the opportunity, all of them, including her, was were they were into they
0: they were into the depths. Uh, I have a question about this, Becky. You seem like yeah. you have that aggression. I mean, you do jujitsu for the tenth planet system. <laughs> You've obviously got that aggression. <laughs> uh, how much do you think there was of that? This is EBI twelve. There's pressure because those last matches. It seemed like there was never a conditioning fallout at all. Like the, not even one second. It seemed because even and I I love her as a fighter uh talita who always looks tired but never is she just, <laughs> she just looks uh-huh. tired that's just how she breathes <laughs> she's just ready to go sure. um how maybe much it's you... a,
2: uh, maybe it's a way of faking out her opponent too let him think i'm tired but I'm
0: not yeah worried. maybe oh mm-hmm. shut up that's a great idea I kevin can i just it.
1: say so i'm faking it either. to
0: everyone i roll with that's that's me psyching you out
1: with Talita, though, she came up to me in the interview. And, like, when I said, Hey, are we going to interview? She had energy and she was like, Yeah, yeah, okay, let's do it. And as she came over to do the interview, she tried to jumping guillotine me. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, Sorry, sorry like, it's I can still to go. Keep over. going. Let's do it. Let's I'm, do it. Yeah, I was I'm like, just ready. Was like, Talita, I'm not rolling with you right now. This is You're too much.
0: If I'm no. surmising correctly. Uh you're both sort of articulating I know Becky the question was pointing to you that there is a sort of extra tenacity that factors in maybe that's what amped up these matches cuz a lot of submission attempts yeah. <laughs> a lot of transitions
2: Yeah absolutely okay. and by the way as far as the um the camaraderie the only did anybody notice like any tension on stage between in that um Gabby. Was it in the semifinals? Yeah, Gabby Toledo. Gabby Toledo. Oh yeah. So that that's the only like question. I don't. I don't know how they were backstage. I didn't have it. You know, I wasn't back there. I didn't get to see any sort of interaction between the two of them. But on stage, I would say that there was. They had something to prove out there between some. There was something. I love it. Two. I don't know.
0: Toledo did that same thing Gordon Ryan does, which is the super exacerbated butt scoot which is an upgrade uh-huh. from the neutral face Keenan always used. I feel like Gordon was like, how do I make it seem more disappointing? And then Talita what? really added on to that, with just like, fine. And it seemed like Gabby was like, fuck off, chase me. I'm not getting anywhere near your open guard. I had a problem with what
3: Gabby was doing. Uh,
0: I do too, but that's also what Wagner Roca did to win.
1: To do. But well, hold on, what, what in particular did you have a problem with on him?
3: she wasn't engaging I, and maybe it's because she's too much of a points fighter. And so when you're, you know, in competition, you go, you go back to your thing and the thing that comes naturally to you. So maybe she was just like, this is, this is how I compete. But she was so concerned with just passing to guard, and instead of, instead of just engaging with her. This is sub only. We give the shit if you're on the bottom.
1: Pick the bottom and do some shit. I will say Talita actually. Eddie would be proud of that comment, though, I think. Uh, Just in general, Talita actually.
3: Yeah, of course. Where do you think I got that attitude from?
0: Eddie's like smiling somewhere, (laughs) like someone just said something
1: that I agree with. So Talita actually in our interview said about as much. So she would (laughs) 100 percent Oh yeah. She she definitely has some some statements that she made in there. Um, but she also was complimentary of, of of Gabby. It was just, I think it it was a very real assessment as to how she saw that match go down. Um, now, ladies, I don't want to condense all VBI, but we do have a UFC to talk about as well. Um, do, you off, you. <laughs> just... do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts? I'm gonna first go to Becky on this. Becky, I've heard rumor of 135 and 145 for the females oh. going oh, no. forward. Okay, now I don't know how accurate that is, but what do you uh-huh. see as the future uh, for the female? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Before we even go any further, uh, combat jujitsu. We should talk about that oh, too. So way better. Huge upgrade. Oh, yeah. Huge I upgrade. I didn't
0: get to see any
3: of the matches, not one of them.
1: Not Kev. nearly as
0: physically painful to me as the men's matches were, because the men's matches started as just straight up swinging. I think they might have made a rule change that you can only do it once you're on nope. the ground. Was that nope. always the rule? Always been well, that is been. no.
3: Just it's always been the rule that one opponent has to be down. I think that the, the women just oh. approached it differently than the men.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Interesting. Okay. Well, it wasn't nearly as slap happy, but rather was jujitsu with just a. Um, an appropriate amount of slapping I thought like it didn't
1: well, keep in mind though Kev this is the like when they got it to the end of that very moves. first uh, row we had seen some slap jiu-jitsu and then I think somewhere in that actually we didn't we also see the butt slapping to try and get out of oh, uh, the heel hook yeah
0: which I completely absolutely. agree with
1: and we'll be trying
0: um,
3: Eddie Bravo may or may not have offered $500 to the best bongo player <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why we bring you on here, Donna. That Thank type you of inside stuff we
0: don't know because we don't train with them when the good shit. <laughs> we do slips not. Out. We don't get which, the goods.
2: Which, which and I, and I love Eddie to death, but I'm sure
3: he didn't make that same deal with the guys. I <laughs> know he didn't. I, I was yeah, I've been in the rules meetings for both of them. He didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so that happens on the first side, um, but then as we got to the very end of the the whole, Wait, like, he said that during the rules meeting. Yes. When we got to the end of okay, the combat... Okay, now I want to change my
0: stance. Inappropriate. Yes. Now I'm, now I'm going got, publicly against it. I thought that was like an end. inside joke that we were getting let on. Oh. He said that at the fucking...
1: Never mind. Anyway, when we got yeah. to the end of the, uh, oh, well, the
3: No, so he didn't just offer it up. One of, I think it may have been a limo. She was like, what if I smack her on her ass?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: less offensive to me. <laughs> now that it was organically part of a conversation... I change my mind with yeah, context all Lima the time. Yeah, he
3: make an announcement. Like, the fire okay, that's
0: how funny. it sounded. Lima,
3: you were like, Lima and by like, the way. get extra points for smacking her on her ass?
1: No, Eddie doesn't walk backstage like a pimp <laughs> being like, all right, ladies, this is okay. what's happening. Can I just a say? That's a he's, like, he's not
3: the president of the United States.
0: Right. Oh, God, no. He's got, no. More he's than got than a little He's hey. got a little thing we call class. Uh Okay, can you see how that was presented maybe to me in a way that seemed
1: unsavory? Hey, I wanted to bring speaking this up. Of
3: women's, wait, before we go to UFC, mm-hmm. speaking of women's jujitsu, I have it sitting in front of me right here in my living room the future of women's jujitsu, the triangle queen herself, Miss Cora Six.
1: <gasps> Cora, how are you doing?
3: Say hi, Cora. You're on Verbal Tap Podcast. <laughs> hi.
1: Hi, Cora. (laughs) Yes, we can. Cora, we're big fans of you. How are you doing tonight?
3: Thank
1: you. Good. You? Not bad. Do you get bored? And this is a real question. (laughs) Cora, do you get bored being good at jujitsu? Because you're young and you're already super good at it. And I'm a little jealous.
3: (laughs) No, I don't get bored. No, she doesn't get bored. She just likes being good at it.
1: Okay, well, you know, we're all a little jealous of you. But, Thanks, Cora.
0: Uh, we're definitely we going to sleep less safe than we did the night before. As
1: 100%. And we're we're huge fans of yours, and we expect big, big things coming from you. But we know your jiu-jitsu is awesome. So uh, we'll go ahead and let, you know, Donna uh, not kidnap you anymore because that sounds like what's clearly. Whoa, just whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
3: we're getting ready to go training nobody's being kidnapped
1: donna mm-hmm. i want to
0: say you'd be one of the best kidnappers ever with your habits That's i mean true. from voice acting to jiu-jitsu i think you should really consider it as a profession <laughs> i don't think it's necessarily a bad idea you have a lot so, of positive influence i mean sure we could go the legit route of like a big brothers big sisters program but come on we both know right. it's just bureaucracy so let's do this,
1: because one of the things that we do need to talk about, though, I do want to ask this. When we got to the very end, did you guys notice that the lack of combat jujitsu took place in the very last match? There really wasn't much of it. Yeah, I loved it. it
3: was no, I didn't see it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. So just at the very end, they, they seemed to kind of not even really need it. And I thought that was,
0: was awesome. Was awesome so. <laughs>
1: I agree. I've been waiting for people
0: to be like, fuck this. <laughs> We're not slapping each other. Let's just fight. Sounds good. Loved it. So anyway, I mean,
1: go ahead.
2: I, I feel like um, even Ilima's first fight was um, was kind of like that, where the the hitting was coming from uh, from her opponent, not necessarily from her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I feel like that could have been a way also of proving her, you know, proving a point. Like I don't need, you know, the idea of, of being able to like home strike somebody is ideally to like open up. A position or a submission be able to advance your you know whatever it is that you're going for in that moment and you know maybe that was just her way of like I don't need that shit to to you know to get where I want to get
1: I don't I love I I love where you're at but her answer to me was as follows I was going for leg locks and I just I don't even know why I was doing that but I did and I just thought okay and then I realized when I was trying to tap her, she wouldn't tap. So then it just became like, Ugh, let's just see what works. So <laughs>
3: that sounds me, <like> Lima.
1: <laughs> it definitely had a lot of like a lot of honesty the interviews up at Verbal Tabcast on the YouTube. She's but I, also, I wanted to get back.
0: By the way, a tough SOB with her she did have a real like, Oh, I'll defend against your smacks. I'm working on a heel hook. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, you work that heel hook. Fuck their smacks. And there was, yeah, that was the her first opponents. That was the defense was just, I'm smacking you. There's always one in the crowd. He won the male yeah. thing. There's always a smacker. But she was unfazed by it. It was really shocking. It's just impressive. So let's
1: do this. Like I said, I was asking before, Becky, so I gave you some time to think about it. But the future of female competition in EBI where and when do we see it i don't know exactly that you may know but where would you like to see it go
2: i'd like to see it be just as popular as the as all the other ebis i mean you know seconded doing doing a, a male and female bracket in one night obviously again going back to ebi two when there was two brackets um <laughs> maybe not the best
0: idea No. Uh, well what if we just make it eight and eight and really rock the shit out of this tournament like
1: let's think you mean, big. like the deep waters invitational going oh, down
0: i'm just saying like uh, the 115 stretch? females Whoa. versus the 115 males and in the end the champions fight like who's not watching that yep. i'm just anyway, I'm throwing out rough. ideas yeah i know but here's rough, a- you're so good
2: with that segue you're just so good at it he's just always ready to go with it it's actually
0: not even rap he's rad. a boy scout he's just playing a musical loop oh. that we've loaded into the show that's really important he just hits a button
3: USS CL on
0: August 13th and 14th yeah USS on... smart guy i <laughs> gonna the, say it every time
1: somebody shows up the 14th I'm gonna be like Matt Therapy sent you there on the wrong day not rap smart as as no, <laughs> yes. no,
3: is it the 12th and 13th my
1: bad my bad yes yes D- Donna now where is your feeling on this like if there is another EBI, do we see yeah. the ladies from Matt Therapy going to compete? And have you come to terms if you guys had to compete against each other? Um,
3: well, I mean, if there's another 125 EBI, I think that we will both definitely put ourselves in the qualifiers. And I say this with, with absolute assurity and love that if Becky and I have to go up against each other in any competition because we love and respect each other so much that we will try and murder one another. Everything she just said.
1: Oh. You heard it here. Problems front at Matt therapy.
3: <laughs>
1: they are not getting along. Uh, I want to ask this because I... I, I'm I wouldn't
3: expect any... She, we wouldn't expect any less of each other.
1: Of course not I would wouldn't. be
3: hurt if, if we, you know...
1: <laughs> I just want to know this because uh, people were insinuating that there's a lot of talent that we haven't seen yet from the 10th planet system. Do you have any names potentially? If people are starting to look for that next EBI, who are those next generation of people who should be involved? Oh, in,
3: uh, I got two names at 35 for you.
1: Hmm.
3: Or maybe actually maybe 35 and 45 because I don't know what one of them like that. Awesome. Uh, Jen Escobar and uh, Lin Vong.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Two awesome practitioners. I cannot wait to see them. They're also competing at the USS Waters <laughs> Waters Invitational. Good <laughs> job,
2: Donna. Good job. See what you did there? You
3: brought it right back over. <laughs> You're welcome, you Ralph. I'm <laughs> just setting them up. You knock them out. I'm just Thank setting them Thank you very them up, much. You knock I appreciate it. No,
1: that was 100% <laughs> uh, throw and catch for a touchdown. And then uh, just I can reveal this now. Lin Vung is actually going to have maybe a special match, maybe taking place on an aircraft carrier. I'm not going to say any more. Okay, that's it. I'm done. You have to be there. Yep, yep. USSGL.com, August 12th, 13th, San Diego, the Broadway Pier. Be there. Kevin, let's talk UFC 214. Fine. I'm I'm
0: still upset. I was hoping Damian Maya would find a way to get in there okay and, uh, oh my god yeah, look, that it's, booty. It's his
3: opponent's only game plan is just gonna
0: run we disagree run. on this uh, i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but i enjoyed tyron woodley's okay. game plan and i thought oh. he won a fight oh, fair you and be square a of yourself. and i thought
1: he beat up Damian be a Maya a little bit uh, I'm, I'm sorry i go you in a second all right, right going i understand totally to becky becky what were your thoughts on that fight
2: Um, you know how this has happened a couple of times, you know, over, over the years that I can think of where you just, you look forward to a fight so, so much. And then what ends up happening is a little bit lackluster and it's more disappointment of like, you you know, what your expectation was of what you were going to see out there. And I feel like that's kind of, what happened in that match unfortunately and i mean each fighter they 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 did their part to avoid their opponent's um strong points you know obviously didn't want, you know, it was very clear he didn't want to keep it standing all he wanted to do was get that takedown and that was in it just didn't work yeah. it just didn't work that night. and you know and then tyrone woodley did everything he could to just avoid avoid the ground. He, he, I don't know. He definitely didn't... I don't know. He didn't seem like he was trying too hard also to, to engage with standing, but that's just
1: my thought. That's okay, my John Donna, I know you have opinions on this because... Oh, of uh, course I do. I, can, I can feel... How angry you are about Tyrone Woodley. Like, I've started to do
0: dishes you... or get in my car. That's how angry I am. And I want you
1: to oh, go. Yeah. And, well,
0: well I'll have
3: to, I have to take Cora to jujitsu. Eddie was like, uh, Donna, bring her to class tonight. I'm like, yes, Eddie. Um, okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> I actually have some criticism for Damien, even though I'm a big fan of his. Um, I thought that, I think, to think that Woodley wasn't prepared for. Of course, he, that was like the number one thing that he was going to prepare for in a fight with Damian Maya. So I think I I, did, I wasn't a fan of either of their game plans. I wasn't a fan that Damian didn't come in with a better strategy to break Woodley down a little bit to open up that jujitsu. Like, why didn't you just chop his legs down a little bit and then maybe give yourself an opportunity for a takedown as opposed to just diving right in? Because I think that almost any fan could have told you that wasn't going to happen. And then onely, not fighting to win, but fighting not to lose is counter I get it. I understand the <laughs> smartness of fighting like that. I love that tone. But
0: I get it. That but, was awesome.
3: Like it doesn't make you no the nobody wants to watch you fight. You have no bargaining power. The promotion doesn't like you. And yeah, you get to say you're champion, but you don't get anything else. But I would rather watch 100 Cerrone fights and never see a championship belt than watch a fighter who is not willing to put anything on the line for the sport.
1: Okay, now here's where it gets interesting, because Tyrone Woodley was addressing... Damn, I love that last line, though, Raph. Can we just
0: stop and appreciate the rhetoric of that last... But let's go to this. These last is few lines note, were really good radio. People just need to go to iTunes, put in a little review, say, great rant.
1: Thank you. So here's what I'm saying, Donna. Tyrone Woodley was addressing you specifically. I don't know if it was saying, like, (laughs) Donna, I heard you. No,
3: he did say Donna Common.
1: He
0: did say Donna He said said something like Donna. He said Dana, I think, if we're pronouncing it correctly.
1: (laughs) It's like – it's near it. What he said was – He was basically saying this evening – or not this evening, but on that evening. He was saying a lot of fans like you have too many expectations – and that it is his job to maintain the belt, not put out exciting fights. If he has to put out exciting fights, he holds the potential of losing the belt, which means so yeah. much to him.
3: Yeah, well, okay, so there's my fucking point. Yay, yeah. yeah. you get to call yourself champion. Good for you. Now I will never buy a UFC that you're headlining again. Hmm. and I'll never be a fan that puts any money into you. So now you don't, like, what's the point of calling yourself a champ? But you, but you know who I'm going to go watch? Robbie Lawler and...
0: Uh, and Cowboy Cerrone, and um, who's the other one? Joe Joe Lawler. No, Jay, Lawler, not Lawler. Who, Lawler works. Who's the who one think up with the big ears? Joe on There it is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> go draft, great ball.
1: So, okay, now Becky, on this side, the other thing that was important to note was Tyrone Woodley didn't get his way. He was basically like they took GSP away from him. They said, we were going to give you GSP, and Dana White went backstage and said, hey, you're so fucking boring, I talked to fucking GSP and Bisping tonight, and I hate those fuckers, and we're doing that, so fuck you, Tyrone Woodley. (laughs) So as a result of that, Tyrone Woodley then went to go cry on Ariel Helwani's show. And he was basically telling anybody who listens. And it's not to say he doesn't make certain points. He chose his but when audience wisely, by the way.
0: I thought he chose the interview. Very but when he well. got to
1: this one point though, Kev, this is the most important thing to note. He was it. willing to blackmail Dana White and say if he doesn't get what he wants or a public apology, he's gonna go public. Didn't enjoy that. I keep my question. Enjoy to that. I don't know
3: if anybody knows this, but threatening to blackmail your boss is <laughs> always always
1: the best way to go absolutely <laughs> so becky i
3: agree i think you should have hashtag, hashtag, hashtag life
0: pro tips <laughs> Donna, donna's life pro tips don't blackmail hey, your did mom did you
1: hear this and what was your response to when you heard him saying he had information on dana white and question and follow-up what is that information just take what, a
3: guess we all gonna be like oh shock! dana white's probably a dickhead who mistreats women what was he gonna come up with like what <laughs> Uh,
2: yeah, I don't. I don't know that there's much that he can say about him that might surprise people. I mean, I I, I don't really pay too much attention to him, to be honest. I've you know I've heard people say things. I don't. <laughs> I, you know, he's kind of like Trump. He's there. I just don't really pay attention. Can I just you say, know? as an MMA fan, you're both crushing exist.
0: this right now. You're both. <laughs> you're both <laughs> speaking to my inner human on a fantastic level. They couldn't be 100% more right. One of them, oh, what? He beats women? Shocker. And the other, I don't really hear him. I don't know him. And that was perfect for me,
1: ref. That was... Uh...
3: What do you think of him? You're I do
1: Oh, that was awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: so now as we do this, obviously, Damian Maya, I got really sad for him. It was a bad day for all of us who were jiu-jitsu fans Can and I... wanted to see him.
0: Yeah. Can I speak on a Tyron Woodley behalf? Not really. I'm not going to go deep in his corner. I'm just going to go a little bit in his corner.
3: Best of luck, sure. sure. Da- I mean, you can try.
0: <laughs> Carlos Condit wasn't trying to get taken down by Damian Maya either, and Carlos Condit's really good at punching and kicking people in the face. And Damian Maya took okay, him but down. If, but
3: when you're only, I, I'm not. I don't have a problem with the takedown stuffing. That's okay. Yeah, that's your job. Let's do that. But do something else too. If your you. whole game plan for your you. fucking championship fight. Is stuff the takedown and then throw a one-two and maybe an uppercut. Your
0: uh, fight turns up. I agree. Let me but say this: this no, has been no, the no, fight no, plan no. of the last five people that faced Damian Maya. This isn't a new fight plan. This is the fight plan I people know, have been trying running. to employ. It's avoid the takedowns because, much like you duck when someone swung a jab, you don't get in Damian Maya's guard. You just don't. You don't get yeah. on the ground with I'm him. Not let's he could have let's gone to the say this.
3: With him. But you're kind of saying that. you saw, utilize some of that. know what I'm saying is saying you, you call yourself the best fighter in the world. A best fighter in the world should also have striking in his arsenal. So maybe you turn the dial up a little bit. Put on a show for the fans, maintain your belt, and make people want to cheer for you instead of getting booed by an entire audience who started doing the wave while you were fighting. Well, I was one of them. Did,
1: Can I put it this way? I want to make sure so that people know. I want to make sure people know this really important fact, which is this. When you start talking about how you need to win the fight and how you're going to go about doing it, do you? Figure out how you're going to win the fight. I understand that. But do not try to quantify that to me in a press conference afterwards as if I'm supposed to feel something for you. Because he kept saying, like, these fighters, fans, they don't know anything. And it's like, no, a bunch of us have been around for a while. And And the best thing that you're arguing right now No, but listen, this is important because the idea is he is trying to argue that we don't know what we're seeing. We know exactly what we're seeing. And you know what? Congrats to him for keeping his belt. But here's the problem with it. The biggest issue that he has as he's doing this is he's not saying I went out there and I outstruck him. His main claim to fame was I was out there with the grappler who's known for being really good and he couldn't take me down. And when you start talking about it as a defensive mechanism – as opposed to mm-hmm. what you were imposing, you are already starting to signify to your audience. Wait, maybe this guy wasn't pushing the action or doing shit. What yeah, really look. did he do? I didn't lose. And That's then when it's statistically said, I'm the best said for not yeah, when he statistically is saying, he's you're like, well, statistically saying, I guess what you're looking at is those stats don't mean anything. It's like, well, then what were you doing, dude? Because I did, it, at the I very did my least. Best. <laughs> Damien Maya did, was Maya. pushing the action even if he didn't win. And that was the struggle that I think so many of us had in watching it, which was, you know, Tyrone Woodley has power. He's got that great ability, but he's becoming the fighter he thinks he's describing George St. Pierre is right now. He's doing that in his prime. So One all the things he's playing that. that, he is being that right now. So that's why I'm saying to you, I don't really care how you win it. But if you're gonna try and spin it at me as if I did something wrong in watching you, you can fuck right off and that's why people aren't gonna buy your fucking shit. So rant yes, over I
0: was there.
3: I was at the Honda he's, Center. People mm-hmm. go ahead, but
2: sorry. He's he's the champion takedown stuffer, basically. That's really <laughs> about That'd be, All that
0: would be a great additional engraving to the belt. By the way,
1: guys, I don't <laughs> know if you could put summer. in a great word to Eddie, but if we could get that as the overtime rules for the overtime rules, that would be great. Take down supper. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the overtime rules? What
3: are you talking about? Oh, but, okay, so right. at the, yeah. the Honda Center, you guys? The yes. Honda Center? Yeah. In the third round, I don't know if you guys could hear this on TV, Everybody started yelling, This is bullshit! This is bullshit! I did hear
1: that. Oh. Yeah. that was pretty spectacular to hear. And I have to say, it was kind of a a it's little bit of a, a jolt to hear that because, keep in mind, the the fight right before that was Damian Maya, or not Damian Maya, I'm sorry, Robbie Lawler and Donald Cerrone. Well, Cyborg <laughs> Evander was, amazing. was right before that. Well, the
2: most exciting fight, yeah.
1: I want to yeah, go Tanya of,
0: Evinger uh, is a first-class badass. Here's the reason why, though, Kev. The reason why I bring oh, I that up is... had a horrible
3: as... game plan, though. That, yes. The so, game plan was just
0: don't die. So? <laughs> she did it really well. She did it better than anyone's You're ever right. done it against Cyborg. You're right. Here's the
1: reason why I bring You're up right. the, the Cerrone and Lawler, though, in particular. Those were two guys who, to Donna's credit, were really trying to go out there and put out a fight, so much to oh, the shit. point where it was a controversial decision yeah. for a number of people. Now, my question to you guys, we're going to circle back to Cyborg, because... Uh, I've got some some notes on that. But I want to ask you guys, who won that fight? Becky, who won that fight? Uh,
2: I'm sorry, which fight?
1: The Cyborg the, fight? The Cerrone. Yeah, who won the Cyborg oh. fight? <laughs> I just oh. out. Uh, who won the Donald Cerrone <laughs> and Robbie Lawler fight? You know, that one...
2: I,
3: I like Robbie Lawler. I can't help it.
1: Okay, you uh, you thought he won that one. Okay, I'm gonna ask Donna same question.
3: Um, I'm a fan of both of them. I want a cowboy to win, uh, but seriously, as soon as that fight was over, I turned to my husband and my my brother who I was sitting with, and I go, I have no idea who won that fight, and I enjoyed every single minute of it. Okay, yeah,
1: okay, that's a good fight. That's a good place to be, Kevin. Who won that fight?
0: Donald fucking Cerrone. I I didn't see it so much. <laughs> But I tend to go Dang. towards the pride rules. That's where I uh, fall. And I don't think Robbie Lawler disagrees with me. I saw it in his eyes. He's like, yeah, we could do that again. That wasn't clear.
3: Oh, yeah. And I would watch watched them fight a thousand times.
0: Me too. Oh, also.
2: for sure. 100%. 100% I'd watch mm-hmm. them fight.
1: Yeah. Okay, so now that we know that that was an exciting fight and it lived up to expectations, because Becky was saying sometimes you, you look it. at those fights no one got and they don't out. live up. Like, well what keep in mind though the reason why right now. they mm-hmm. didn't get knocked out is very simply because you had two fighters who knew how to like they were familiar with each other's work enough to the point where they could be respectful but not dumb and greg jackson isn't going to give a dumb game plan he knows robbie lawler's got a lot of power but robbie's also taken a lot of damage over the years and the same could be said for donald Cerrone, who's got really solid kicks and and a smart game plan, and he was finding the inside plenty of times. But at the same point, you know, Donald Cerrone's liver and his chin have always been questioned by people. But he had a great – I mean, it was a great fight. Let's circle back now to Cyborg. Cyborg and Evergreen. I want to say this real quick.
0: By the way, I think this is – I think this happened before. I think Don has gone to training. I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> no, I
3: am. I'm, pull, I'm pulling up to 10 This is 1,000% correct.
1: Okay. So Perfect. what happens here can
2: is Can we all? Can we all just agree that we were all impressed a little
3: bit with uh, how long Tanya Evanger last lasted?
1: Yes, uh, you know, every
3: remember, yes. single person watching was like, "Damn, did not expect this to last so long." Well, I she
1: do did. Not. So long. I
0: feel
3: like I
2: feel like after the first sixty seconds, everybody was like,
3: mm-hmm. "Oh, is this is still going. All right."
0: Yeah, that's how I felt. It was awesome. <laughs> I felt like she deserved an award. It was almost like she right. had won, even as Joe was like, oh, okay, well, there it is, but wow, w- what a race. Yeah. And it was almost as though she had really just garnered the people's respect. We were all like, fuck you, everyone else that wouldn't fight her. Tanya had just like stepped to point up and made her look
1: human. This one thing, which is Tanya, the very first moment she got punched, though, she was doing you know head movement, head movement, but the moment that she got the rhythm. She was like, okay, cool. She gets popped in the face for the very first time early on in the fight and goes, with her face, at least to me, why did I do this? Like, why did I sign her, her, up for this? Her
3: face says something else to me, but not much different.
1: But, like, to and me, it know. was looking at her and like looking at Cyborg and being like, this was a choice. I've, I've made a miserable choice. Why did I sign up for this? But the nice part was, in the post presser, oh, she yeah. actually went up and she said, hey, I want everybody to know, I'm sorry for my performance. I fought like a pussy. And it's like, no, you didn't. You went out there and you fought. It just fighting cyborg is hard. She's amazing.
3: I think she hits harder than any other woman has ever expected or experienced. That's the look I see on almost every single time I watch a cyborg fight. The look is, oh, shit, she hits really hard. I was not expecting that.
1: (laughs) My note for you, though, uh, Becky, is when that does happen you see cyborg doing that did you see a much more controlled cyborg did she seem a little bit more uh relaxed and less like erratic in the way that she was striking
2: um yeah she i, I don't know i it, she seems comfortable in there i mean goddamn, they created a whole weight class just for her in the usc so <laughs> that
0: <was awesome>.
2: uh... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she was definitely a little bit more controlled. She still missed, you know, there was a lot of shots she missed. Um, there was a lot that, you know, I don't know if it was, you know, Tanya's head movement was just that well. Although, how about Tanya's little, like, bull move where she would just, like, go head. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> awesome. We all got to do that. Let's call it the Avenger. We'll start this here, and everybody will do it within six months.
3: Oh, Okay, I have a theory
2: on why that fight. Right? Somebody, people are just going to get knees to the face if they keep doing that. I mean, <laughs> damn. That was, that, was,
1: uh,
3: that was a little weird, but.
1: Donna, what you were know? you saying? I'm sorry.
3: I have an opinion on that. Um, I think the reason the cyborg, I think the cyborg could have finished her a couple times. There was one time that she was out on the ground and she could have, like, finished her with the knees or gone in. But I think Cyborg was doing a couple of things. I think she was milking it for everything it was worth, and she wanted this your first UFC match to actually last as long as it could. <laughs> and she's like, if I keep this thing going, maybe somebody else will want to fight me because it'll look like a fight instead of <laughs> me just beating the bitches down.
0: Can, hold on, I can we be clear about how to prove this? Does anyone know Cyborg? Can we get her to write down what her plan was? Because this is what we're can missing I call in a up good
3: Rose <laughs> We call, should we call Rose Grace and be like, "Hey, call Chris and find out"?
0: Oh, my, maybe we should. <laughs> we Not right now because I don't want to out her if she's that smart. I want her to keep it. I want her to harness it and see what she can do with it. But I definitely want to know mean, eventually. You,
3: isn't that isn't that a smart move? Because if you were just walking to get knocked out and like if she Mike Tyson's, you know, circa late eighties, everybody, then nobody's going to want to fight her. But she's like, "No, no, no. Look, I'm a comp- I'm competitive. You can you can fight me and be competitive with me.
0: If that's well, the case, the round. She is the s- smartest fighter we've had in a really long
1: time uh, false, she has tito ortiz as her manager cannot be true cannot be true
0: this <laughs> cannot I'm be true. true there's no way tito on, has a strategy
2: let's let's look back though at the uh at the bantamweight division and when ronda came in she was i mean aside from from you know a couple of the fights they, look how quick those things were going. How those That's fights true. were going. And
3: yeah, yeah but I think, think people knew that, that, that you could, you could go really in, in and out and strike on
2: How much do you think, though, that Dana White maybe was in her ear saying, hey, don't finish these bitches off oh, too yeah. quick? Because, you know, maybe him putting that in her ear of, hey, we want to get you more fights. We want you to fight <laughs> more. Don't scare <laughs> them off by, by knocking them out in yeah, seconds. Maybe. Don't get crazy. And he wants, you know, he maybe wants a little bit longer of a show.
0: Just when so, I tried to feud with up. Becky, she pulls me back in with a perfect Dana interpretation.
3: No, <laughs> th- yeah, maybe somebody else came up with it for sure.
1: I do want to point this out, Donna. Though you can tell the tenth planet is strong in you because you're throwing out conspiracy theories like nobody's business. Maybe <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, yeah, check I'm research, saying, check the research. Check
3: the research. I'm saying, look it up. Look it up.
1: Look, look, it, up,
0: up. look <laughs> it up. Look it up. I've,
3: I, I've been here for a decade. So let's not be. Sad. Actually, <laughs> when I when I commentate at the U you of MMA, somebody came up to me after the first couple of shows and they were like, "You're trying too hard to be Joe Rogan," and I was like, "Ooh, actually." What I'm doing is I probably sound like Eddie Bravo, who sounds a lot like mm. Joe Rogan, because they sound exactly alike when they're talking about MMA. And that's Absolutely.
1: not the problem. Now, ladies, here's the thing. Uh, Kev, let's do a greatest hits of what happened elsewhere on the card. Oh, um, yeah. there was Quick. A knockout that started off the pay-per-view. Vulcan. Everybody was like, who the fuck
0: is that guy? We're like, oh, he's right? the guy who keeps knocking people out. That's right. Oh, I remember now. Uh, Vulcan want asked for John Jones, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> it's like, you should have shot maybe a scotch lower. Like,
3: oh, pumpkin. No. <laughs>
0: yeah, pumpkin would have been uh, a wish
3: somebody else.
0: Oh, <laughs> can I, I just cute. say if Joe had said, oh, pumpkin, I would have been 100% more intrigued by the broadcast. <laughs> 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 that's definitely how you know Donna's talk to five. Somebody fights
3: needs to hire me. I couldn't agree
0: more. That would have been it, if Donna interviews him and it starts that way. I'm in. She's like, I don't know if that was the best move. Like an interviewee slash advisor. By the way, Donna would have said, "Fuck, <laughs> Fuck off!" To interviewing Cormier, Joe Rogan. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say it to your face. I hate his. I, you know, I promise never <laughs> to do it until they tell me to do it. It's like we know it's not you, man. Oh,
3: if I'd ever got to uh, interview Cormier, I'd really ask him about fucking Towelgate because I think
0: that motherfucker cheated. Couldn't be more. That was the time to ask Couldn't him when he more. was out. Oh <laughs> my just, God. Like, that was the only really way we would have gotten it. That was the only way. Damn. It's like didn't he's hypnotized
1: and he has to tell the truth because he's in a Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Okay. could.
2: There was a guy recently who was weighing in and tried to hang on to the towel the way he... He didn't even try and hang on to the towel. He just, like, touched it or something. Yeah, And did. the And the people
3: holding the towel, like, ripped that thing down. They're like, no, you can't touch the
2: towel. Yeah,
0: go fight yourself. Like, <laughs> no, you're not, yeah. you're not.
3: You're not <laughs> Colmier. You're not D.C. <laughs> Only D.C. gets to grab the towel. You don't
0: get D.C. status to fight Anthony Rumble Johnson, an inhuman piece of metal. Right? Like, you're just a local <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Although, uh, now that I think
2: about it, does anybody remember where that, where was that fight that DC held on to the towel? Anthony was Rumble Johnson.
0: Yeah, it was New York MMA.
1: It was part of their long oh, night that's, of Oh, well, wins. there you go. It was,
3: was the effing that's New York Fight Commission.
1: They were such geniuses. Yeah. Now, let's do this. Here's a little drive-by of what we had. We also had Ricardo Lorenzo Lamas knocking out Jason Knight, yeah. Al the oh, stirring. Sorry taking out Hennon Burrell, who looked Dude. a little rusty. Oh. You had Brian T. City Ortega getting an amazing guillotine that, uh, that he yeah. is known for. A deep in the third, which I believe is a record that he's had, like, finishes in the third, so good for him. Andre Feely falls to Kel- uh, Calvin Cad. Touchy Hawk.
0: Feely's dead to me, Raph. I'm saying it out loud. Touchy Fine. Feely.
1: Then, of course, Touchy you know, feely. some other stuff happened, uh, you know. Alexandra Albu and Kalen Karan was supposed to be fight of the night until Dana White was like, oh, shit, it's women. Never mind. (laughs) Under no circumstances. Next fight. It's
3: not Rose or Paige.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Then at the very end of all of this, and I was very happy to see this, our good friend Drew Dober ended up getting a knockout victory very quickly and making me feel at ease for the rest of the night. Which he called on
0: this podcast three weeks ago. He sounded uber confident we even called him out on it we were like you sound good he's like i mean yeah i'm fighting someone he just he had it in his voice it was like i'm not losing this fight
1: and let me be very clear it's the, the be day before at the weigh-ins, i was outside and i saw josh berkman walking out now the weird part was there was rumors that he wasn't going to make weight it was starting to make the rounds but he made it and he was fine Uh, they were looking at him very closely. It had gotten reported. I don't know if it's erroneously or erroneously, but he ended up making weight still somehow, but they said he went to the hospital. But when he walked by me, Kev, I couldn't help but think like, you're fighting my boy Drew. I don't know how I feel about that. So I got really, really protective for a split second about screaming at him, getting in his head. Absolutely. I was thinking about it right then and right there. Uh that happened, but I, I couldn't help but look over, and I was like, yo, dude, you going up against my boy Drew. Stay healthy, all right? I want to see you tomorrow. I want to see you fight him. And I was like, nah, I won't say anything. I'm going to him. I'll let him be. <laughs> just... And sure enough, Drew took care of him very quickly. And Kev, would you like to know where Drew had his official uh, post-treat meal at? As a fat
0: kid that plans on taking I him to waffle,
1: you...
0: I, I, I'm going to take I'm him just... to Chicken and Waffles
1: at Ophelia's. I got to it. Oh, get no, you. Kevin. He ended up having his meal at In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> Fans, rejoice. Oh, crushing. And it did it. So. Oh, I like
3: In-N-Out.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan.
1: You should be. Good, good, good. He publicly,
0: Drew publicly stated on this podcast it was a third best, fourth best burger chain of best. He was very insidious about it. Third or fourth best? Oh. He, he had some Say choice had a words. Top podcast. He had some choice words. Purple
3: mm-hmm. Top Podcast. Say hi. I'm on hi, it. Really? Yeah, I'm on it. Uh, hi, purple Top <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody.
3: Eddie
1: says hi. Awesome. hi. you Verbal we Well, tell him uh, we enjoyed EBI 12. <laughs> uh,
0: and if he'll call us Verbal Bottom, I'd be more pleased. I also <laughs> have an idea about weed Friday night matches,
1: but I'll pitch him when I. Oh, the wait. HQ.
3: Just come to Pum Planet on any day of the week. What are you talking about? Yeah, Why I was now? about to
1: say, Kev, maybe you didn't watch the opening scene I live from in Denver? Uh, this EBI.
0: You
1: just want to come
3: in right now? Like I thought, we
1: could
0: have a weed match. I live in Denver. <laughs> this is serious to me. And that's
3: every night. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm just going to go borrow somebody's eight pen right here. It's hey, a point of
1: pride. <laughs> <laughs> so to... I bet you guys are wondering if you're listening in right now, who ended up winning What's the happening? bet between Kevin and the girls from Matt Therapy. I want to ask this, okay. Becky: How strong do you feel that you did with your partner in crime? on this pay-per-view betting?
2: um, I know, I definitely know there's a couple of them that we did not win on.
1: That was a okay. beautiful
2: put. I, I, I also, I, I can kind of remember, you know, I remember what my choices were, but I don't remember off the bat all of Kevin's choices. I know we matched on a few of them. You did? Um, so I, I feel good.
1: Okay, Donna, <laughs> did you at any point – you ran into me at EBI and you were telling me you couldn't remember who was doing what. Did that scare you when you were watching it live because you're there and trying to immerse yourself and then you have to remember, oh, shit, well, who did I pick?
3: No, I, I remember who I picked, but I was like, fuck, what am I going to have to do now? Because after like – I there was, I know two of my picks lost and after that I was like, shit, what what am I going to have to do now?
1: Great Donna. <laughs> well, well <six. laughs> Here's the good news, guys. I can reveal to you right here, right now, that Kevin ended up winning. And it was, I believe, oh. 8 to 5 us let us relax. <laughs> <Thumb> <laughs> <props>. <laughs> Kevin doesn't win against a lot of people, let alone uh, combinations of podcasts that are rivals to us. Now, Kevin, tell us what it is they're going to be doing.
0: Rolling with badasses. Uh, getting an ass beating i'll take donna's video first she can choose as the person currently still healthy because uh had i yeah. had to take this and i'm gonna make an uh um, i'm gonna meet them halfway Raf. because okay you know i didn't deserve this win uh the, uh. the winds just blew in my direction the right strain before the podcast uh, i you- credit my weed dealer of course you painted M&A with all the America, colors of the wind. <laughs> a professional pharmacist as much as I do anything. Obviously. Else. And all I'm going to say in this case is one of the most me okay. video with Marvin Castile, notorious leg attacker and rolling violence. Wait.
3: Am I allowed to like fight back, or do I just have to defend for five minutes?
0: Absolutely. You get to fight back. I'm just curious about the roll <laughs> video. You owe this to me. I'm going to study it and use it because I don't have, have that do kind it. of time. I do can't I train.
3: Do I get scared? Please. I'll do it.
0: You also, one of you promised to deliver Eddie. So, you know, take no your choices. Problem. And I know Becky's injured. I can relate. I go into surgery nine days from now. I vomited when they told me about it because I'm not that tough. So... Uh-oh. We're right there in the same place. I'm just saying I expect those videos in dedication to Verbal Tap Podcast. So we can air them for the general consumption of like, hey, uh, and I like watching 10th Planet people roll. You can say a lot of things about people Uh, from 10th Planet, Planet. but you're not boring.
2: I stand by my bet. You're
0: you're never boring.
2: I, I I apparently lost, supposedly it's fair and square. I don't know. I still want to recount, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but i stand by my wins and my losses so if i lost i will get
3: you that video
0: awesome you definitely See?
3: lost we are women of
1: our words exactly
0: <laughs> and of heel hooks if i know yes, your that's true too.
1: and 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 they cannot be taking it easy you have to come in like a competitive role and a so pod- yeah, oh, okay, I was i'll like- tell
3: you what eddie said you want to know what eddie said this afternoon when we were sitting on the mat. Mm. and uh, he looked over at Marvin and a couple other guys. He goes, hey, no more going easy on the girls. you got to start kicking their asses.
1: Uh
3: Uh-oh. I was like, do they go easy on us? I've never experienced that.
1: (laughs) To be fair, though, at uh, (laughs) HQ, there is not really a – light speed. <laughs> yeah. So I'd hate to see whatever that mega speed is. Yeah. Um,
3: so I'm like, cause he was like, he was like, see, Lila's like, we we would have got harder than Lila. Her guard would have been better. So the guy's got to start going harder on you. And I was like, Eddie, they go they pretty hard on us. And
0: he was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, cue to the guys, Marvin being like, yeah, got it, Eddie. And then them all turning each other. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like,
1: how do, how do we amp this up anymore? <laughs> like, uh, I've been doing it all. So, well, ladies, I have to say, it has been a pleasure to get to chat with you guys. We will resume our feud uh, at the end of yeah. this show. Yeah, right. But uh, we will say this. We are happy that you guys were able to come on. Uh, it was a momentous week, I think, for everybody. I mean, we were excited to be there at EBI 12 covering it. We were happy to see you guys happy. Donna, you were doing a great job as a coach. Like, it looked like everything was was firing at all cylinders. And, uh, you know, obviously you guys got to go to UFC as well, and you had your beach event, which, by the way, shout out to Uncle Hanach for doing that for you guys. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Thank we you just so want... much.
3: We, we love coming on and hanging out with you guys. I mean, we do have to hang out with you when we're on here, Ralph, but aside from that, hanging out with Kevin is cool. So
1: much so heard. So I've heard, except for the fact (laughs) that uh, clearly I'm the more likable of the two of us, but that's fine. That doesn't get into a popularity. Just according to most listeners. Hey, you guys,
3: you guys, you guys, you guys! I'm standing in front of Ten Planet, right? And there's a couple standing like directly across from me at 12 o'clock across the street, making the fuck out. (laughs) <laughs> They're like, you Good know, it's cool. we're just going to right here. Right to here in LA, it's in the L.A., it's summertime.
0: They found happiness in 2017. We should just applaud it
1: and be like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I love it. Well, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and cut off and sign off here. Ladies, can we take care of any sponsors or any plugs before we get you on out? Mat
0: Therapy podcast. Yes, you got to check it tech, out. Tech the...
3: Performance, tech performance uh, Detergent. Um, it, This stuff is legit. They are our sponsor, and um, if you go to TexPerformance.com and use Matt Therapy 20, you get 20% off your order. And somebody actually said to me today while we were rolling, it was Jonathan Santa Maria, the fighter. He was like, "Hey, how come we're also sweaty, but you still smell so good?" And I was like, "Tex Performance, so how about that?"
2: Yep. Yep. It's good stuff. It is. It's awesome. So uh, the Punch Gunk, which is a yes. oh, yeah. Uh, Shout out. It's a. It's like a topical ointment for you know for soreness for pain for muscles, but it's all but it's like it, it goes on like a lotion. It's amazing, and um, people. I think Donna was using it for when she was cutting weight yeah. for the qualifier, right?
3: I was. Yeah. Yes, I was.
1: Damn yeah. you! I actually yeah. used some of that over at the house. I think somebody left some over at the jiu-jitsu club, and it was yeah. really effective. It was amazing. Thank you. Right? That was woo my back. Thank you for that. All right. Ladies, we are happy to have you here. We look forward to seeing your rolling videos. And we also look forward to seeing you guys at the USSGL because they are going to be a part of our broadcast team. So they are We're doing be,
3: the live post stream, right?
1: Post I believe we're doing – yeah, you guys are doing post whatever. I don't know. We're figuring that part out. But they're going to be there and they're going to be <laughs> we'll doing – that? Stuff.
2: We'll be there. Whatever you want us to do, we'll be there.
1: And uh, we couldn't be more excited because it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll continue the shenanigans there. But for tonight, thank you guys so much for coming on the show.
3: Thank you, thank so you much for having us, having guys. Us. So much fun. Now nah,
2: I guess we're going to have to have you on our show, Ralph. <laughs> okay, whatever.
3: Ah. No. <laughs>
0: Raph, what a podcast. We both enjoyed the S out of EBI 11. I will also say we talked a little bit, obviously, about the fight and about how it went, which was interesting towards Cormier and then towards John Jones. I want to compliment John Jones after speech. He apparently put a lot of thought into this. Didn't take many parsed jabs towards the end of it. Actually, I remember watching his video in the hype fight part. And it was mostly him being like, we've got a lot of history. I'm going to beat him up. It was like, it feels like a softer tone. And it was like he kind of knew. There's just no way he's getting beat tonight. And he had that swagger about him. Beat him up, compliments him, calls out Brock fucking Lesnar. Raph, you're the foremost jujitsu WWE expert, which is painful for me to say out loud.
1: I hope the audience knows it. What do you think of what he did? I want to tell you this right here, right now. We have evidence that supports that, Kevin. I was covering all of the festivities last week. So I was covering, uh, you name it, from the open workouts to the press conference to the weigh-ins. At the press conference, there was a whole weird aspect of John Jones where he looked uncomfortable. Like when he told Luke Thomas, I don't like you, so I'm not going to answer that. Everybody was like, ooh, he shut him down. I was like, no, he was just a dick. It didn't make any sense. Like, why? who the fuck is picking on Luke Thomas? So that continues. After we get the Luke Thomas diss, then Daniel Cormier like looks at him and John Jones has this bald head and he just goes, Daniel, Daniel, which one of us looks like the crackhead? And I'm like, the dude with the bald head sweating profusely and a shiny forehead who looks like they would go ahead and take a a little fucking dime bag of anything somebody had in their hands. Still you, John. Still you. You're looking awfully skinny. (laughs) There's a great moment where John... He was in his seat, and he had to acknowledge Daniel got him when he's like, nah, man, you still look like a crackhead. And then he just froze. Now, as a performer, I look at him and I go, he's not fully the heel. Like, he doesn't know how to be the heel. And somebody was talking to me, Sean, Sean uh, Quinlan, I believe. He was saying, you know, hey, it just didn't look right, or what do you think of it? And I was like, it didn't have a good enough solid feel. Like, it didn't feel like a great burn. It just felt like he was saying shit just to say it. Which sometimes happens, but it was in particular where the two of them were like, "Will you guys ever bury the hatchet?" And they're both like, "No." And then, of course, you know, as the, all the shit happens, then they're like, you know, best friends, and they're John saying, "I want to be more like that man." Like, it's one thing to say, like, Kev, uh, man, I've been talking so much shit about Kevin. I, I, I'm sorry that I said he's a failure of the Kansas City education system. I'm sorry I, I said I, I would." I didn't mean that run over him with a lawnmower but he's the the man i aspire to be like i'm even sure you would be like that's a little much
0: even now if the audience can't see it i gave a hard glance to your skype profile
1: (laughs) it's like uh (laughs) but here's the reason why that's important and the more and more important note of saying the wwe bjj aspect there was what we refer to as the double turn Double turn, Kevin. When did that happen? Well, I'll tell you. That was with <sighs> Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was going to say Hart, early 70s. A
0: little pornographic film called Student and Teacher 14. Oh,
1: Jesus. So Stone Cold is in a sharpshooter but isn't going to tap and so what happens here is he's supposed to be the bad guy but in not tapping to a move, he is slowly winning over the crowd while Bret Hart, the good guy at the very beginning, was doing nefarious kind of like, oh shit, he hit him with a bell and he was doing kind of heelish things so that the good guy becomes the bad guy and the bad guy becomes the good guy. And I thought that was initially what was happening when Daniel Cormier was walking out of the octagon and I go, double turn, I've seen this before. Yep, that's what's happening. Turns out he just had a concussion, everybody. He had a little bit of a concussion, and <laughs> where people were like, well... He that's not funny, he
0: was but the, in this context... Yeah, this. You
1: know, I want to see the doctor's <laughs> note on that. But I I, guess what yeah,
0: I he might have been turning heel and then was like, shit, I'll act just- concussed. Or he had a concussion. It was one of those two.
1: What I'm not gonna two? say
0: which. I think it was he narrowed
1: it down. But don't mind you the fact that you know, it like one of the audience people who, when we brought up the Ronda thing, was like, he went back <laughs> in there and he spoke his heart out. Yeah, after Dana probably threatened <laughs> to take away one of his UFC candidates. After
0: Dana was like, I'm gonna fucking cut you, Daniel Cormier, if you don't get in this. I'm gonna stab you on national television. He believed it because he gonna hit the head really. I fucking
1: right. cut you worse than I fucking cut <laughs> Tyrone Woodley because fuck that guy and fuck you, GSP. I fucking love you. So anyway, there was a lot of nonsense that happened, but I will tell you, I thought the double turn was definitely in play, and by the end of it, John Jones suddenly became this hero again. And now that we're talking a little bit about John Jones, let's end on this, children. The big thing we should talk about. Doing did okay. you want to see Agreed. John Jones versus Brock Lesnar? Because why?
0: I'm in. I do want to see it. I don't even know why. I don't even know why, but I'm like, yes. 100%. John Jones is untouchable in the Octagon. When was the last time he lost? Has he? In like? in I don't know.
1: 15 years?
0: Lost. It's been a little while. He's very good. He only MMA. questionably
1: lost to... Not questionably, but uh, he was so savagely beating Matt Hamill that it was a no contest because he elbowed him too hard. Awesome. That's
0: what That sounds shows. right. By the way, anyway, like Gustafson is the only person that's come close to doing anything to that's him.
1: True. So now that we're talking about that, John Jones, this whole Brock Lesnar thing, they now put a storyline in the WWE that says if Brock Lesnar loses at SummerSlam, so they're playing into this. So be careful what you read into it. But if Brock Lesnar loses his title at SummerSlam, him and Paul Heyman are out of the WWE. They will leave. So you better believe that Vince is sitting there going, good, good, the people. Let's go ahead and make use of the UFC because that's what's happening. So now you have this thing where people are vaguely interested in it. Why? Because it's a freak show. Uh, John Jones was very nicely saying after he took the whole like, John Jones, if you want to get beaten by like a kid who's 40 pounds less uh, than you weigh, which is generous. 40 pounds lighter. Generous. It's like. Kevin's saying he is 40 pounds lighter than me is like, mm. <laughs> you sure about that, Kevin? I'd like to see those numbers.
0: I don't disagree with your general sentiment that maybe John Jones walks a smidge higher than 240, 250 when he's really feeling at his height of I don't have to make weight in a while. But what's Brock Lesnar really?
1: a I've 325. heard 325. I've heard Brock seen. has been at 3. I have heard that when he cuts, he gets down to 265. Uh, I believe that. I think that. the last time, that was like in his prime. I think he might somewhere be around 230, which is like uh, at his prime, like, like him competing weight. Uh, but I gotta go double check all those numbers. I just know that John Jones at but his heaviest that was gives, even suggesting
0: 230. That gives a good representation of what we're talking about. Yeah, that means John Jones is probably going to come into fight camp at 230 at tops
1: oh absolutely and even then like how comfortable is he going to be giving up all of that i think he's gonna be fine he's gonna knock the shit out of him
0: that's the only sad part about this i was like i want to see it i want to be super clear interested in that fight john jones versus a giant i'm Mm. in and brock lesnar serves a very interesting purpose if only you know he wasn't currently struggling with a certain usada wrist slap that who can even remember? Wasn't it just uh, a, uh, Ritalin? Who, anybody, could have accidentally slipped him Ritalin. He's a champion. I us sanction this fight. I there think
1: this is, is a, a fight. reason I put up a meme that said USADA is salivating at the thought of drug testing these two athletes. Right. Read into that what you will. Who but else? say what you will about Brock Lesnar. At uh, least Brock Lesnar isn't going around saying... It was dick pills. Brock Lesnar literally just goes. Nope. I'll go to the WWE. Bye, everybody. Peace
0: be the journey, my friends. It was steroids. I'll see you guys on the other side. Ah, <laughs> uh, who else though? Like this. This is the difficult part. It's like, who else does he fight? A linebacker from the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it, it doesn't even. There's who's next for him?
1: There's no peace until I see an Undertaker rematch. But that's what? Oh it my is. god. Sorry, I'm interested in that fight,
0: too. Maybe the real version, I guess. It's probably going to be hard to get. I do like the idea of John Jones fighting people bigger than him. I'm
1: interested in this idea. Well, he's not interested in anybody but Brock because he has learned from guess who, Kevin? Conor McGregor. Fuck, okay. He said Conor McGregor opened his eyes at the press conference, and now he sees the way to make money. So they're like, what about steep And he's like, oh, no. I'm not. Interested. I hate it with these guys that were slow
0: learners. It's like John Jones, you've been watching what he's been doing for a long time. You just didn't think it worked until it was a massive payday. Now you're like, my eyes are wide open. Like it was some re- religious
1: epiphany. Bullshit. Here's what for a happened, long time.
0: Though. Now you're in and I get it. He's making a lot of money. So you should be in. But there's no John Jones was thinking boxer. about it like
1: this, though. John Jones literally went in and said, fuck, I want to fight Mayweather, too. Can we make that happen? They're like, in no way. And he goes well. Then find me the opposite of Mayweather, and they're like Brock Lesnar. And He's like, now Perfect. we're talking.
0: <laughs> That's it. Is opposite Mayweather. Also, I want to be on board for the Mayweather Brock Lesnar fight. That might get rumored. I've heard. We'll see what we can this do. in the works. And I'm surprised to hear John Jones wasn't calling out Conor McGregor. I guess he thinks he'd beat his ass. I don't know. I don't know
1: what makes him suggest that.
0: Yeah, it it is tough pickings for John Jones because he does have to skid that delicate line of like you're clearly the best fighter in the world, and it's not close, which is so fucking funny because you have a blue bat around your waist. I'm gonna be pissed about that for three weeks, I maybe four. And Raf, we've exhausted this. We've now both learned I'm in on the Lesnar, you're less in, which is surprising. I want to play a game called Our Favorite Places. Mm. I want to do, this is just verbal tap, pure shout-outs, because we like Mm. our audience. You dare say we're in love with you. It's Mm. a big part of why we do what we do. We want to talk about the top cities and top countries. Top five countries, top ten cities. Raph, are you ready?
1: Uh, For a second, I thought you said top ten titties, and I was in. (laughs) but I'm less in, but sure. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, it is definitely cities. I am gonna be right. super clear. So mm. close. Fifth country. Japan. Which really feels good. Mm. I've heard great things about their infrastructure. And just in general, a place I want to go eat for two weeks. It's on my list. It's on my hit that country list.
1: Canada, number four. Of course, because of me, number one, GSP all oh, time. For
0: fuck's sake i knew we were gonna lose i that's why i thought Rapid didn't chime in in japan that's gsp fine, no, professional fighter garbage man previously bone collector dinosaur enthusiast most recently kind of a current mma prospect how do you feel about canada being the fourth rated country in the verbal tap
1: list i feel it is uh uh, uh is very good i think that is very nice uh obviously i have uh Lent my GSP-ness to uh, attract that people for you. <laughs> you're but, a polite uh, group, and you're just so w- well-kept for being absolutely. winter people. You're so in shape. Absolutely. It, uh, I also want to say, Michael Bisping, I look forward to pretending to fight you in several months.
0: Ooh, third-ranked country, the United Kingdom. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't, Particularly like uh, number one person from there, Uh, I will be very honest. Uh, Michael Bisping has been talking a lot of trash about GSP. Sorry, for a second I was like, The Beatles? Spice Girls? GSP GSP has uh, no respect for the Spice Girls because uh, their song, uh, Too Much Is Not Enough, is uh, inaccurate. Yeah. Well, listen to Wannabe and tell me you don't have a soul. How's that? I will tell you, uh, spice up your life and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Number one.
0: And let alone the movie. Ladies and gentlemen, welterweight champion, Georgia St. Pierre.
1: Olé, 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 olé. Late podcast drop with GSP. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> he only comes in when we mention Canada.
1: In second, Australia.
0: Our friends that brought us... The horrible script of Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, but the mm-hmm. amazing scripts of Crocodile 1D in two.
1: Yep. Is that or, where the dingo ate my baby? Like, I always get this kid confused. I, I just remember um,
0: Looking Paul Hogan up. being super in leather. That might be Lightning Jack. I don't know. That, that's not Australian at all. Kit Dale's from there, so it's fine. And I love all the shark documentaries and the surfing stuff that comes out of this place. So Australia is
1: big on my list. Rob. I believe dingos <laughs> ate my baby. It says, uh, Australian accent. Sounds right. maybe the dingo. Okay. I'm good. Have you, been, right. to have you
0: been to Australia? You've been, I have not, I haven't been to Australia either. Crushing. Interesting. Neither of us well, have
1: visited the country. It's crushing. Here's the thing, Kev. I think what we should do is put a pin on our top countries. Let's finish this. And then next week we're going to reveal our top cities. Did you say cities?
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm in.
1: Well, wait. Were well, you thinking I was going to say titties? Because now I'm I'm
0: back on the titty train. Now I was also on the titty train. Yeah, oh, gonna, Like well, for sure you're back. Let's look at the top ten. Doesn't matter. Top country uh, in the United States. Our hey, you're turf, still
1: number one, America. Holds we're it in right.
0: at number one. Let's keep our wits about us. This is becoming <laughs> an international sensation, and we love that because we love the world. Mm. The Africa representation we have, I'm very proud of. It's true. (laughs) Asia is crushing it. We're just going to have to get a little bit closer and Sweden step up your game if you want to be in the top five. Ooh, is that where Koval's from? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what you did, Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) Ref, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. Uh, You ready for some shout outs? Let's do it. I'm going to start to the, you know what, to the phlebotomy team. At Kaiser, you're crushing it. You're crushing your department. To the MRI team, we're doing okay. I mean, it was a little early, but I really appreciated the bigger room and the view on the MRI machine. That was awesome. To the surgical team, we're getting our steps in line, Raf. We're doing okay. Uh, Dr. Shore, you terrify me, I think, in a good way. And I'm 95% sure you're not listening to this. Slash 100% sure you might be. You seem that intentively focused on my body <laughs> We've had some Discussions that weren't comfortable Slash comfortable Slash discouraging So to the Kaiser Surgical team We are now nine days away from D-Day ref mm. Nine
1: Wow dude are you, are you ready?
0: Yeah I'm ready Okay. I've had four vodkas tonight So I'd <laughs> say I'm ready I'm not ready I'm struggling with this. But that's going to do it for me to the surgeon. I'm not ready to give him a full shout-out. I'm not going names and such until we get a little closer past recovery, and it's like, hey, your finger still works, and we think we did it. <laughs> November 10th is my retraining deadline. Just saw Ashley got a little banged up, hurt her knee, didn't fix itself. So to the teammate, also struggling with an injury. You know, I get it. And, Raph, that's going to do it for me.
1: Well, let's go ahead and start here. I went to go visit PCW Wrestling. The champ over there, Douglas James, we're aware of him. We've seen him. Uh, But we got a nice video up on the Real heel section. We'll be ramping up those podcasts again very soon, probably closer to SummerSlam. But I had an excellent time uh, going to see him. He unfortunately won. Not much I can do on that, but uh, you can check out some of those videos. I also have some video coverage that I did over at UFC 214. Shout out to Sam, Sam Fagan Photography. Awesome. I want to thank everybody at EBI. Thank you guys for making it so easy. It's so great. I love running into people. So every time – there's a lot of people, Kevin, who keep looking at me and pointing and being like, verbal tap. And I'm like, yes. They're like, I don't like your show. And I'm like, well, get the fuck out of my way then. So it's a very cordial thing that I think happens. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, my sister. She came to do photography with us at EBI. She was a great help. Of course, our USSGL buddies of Mike Frosto and Octavio Villanueva, awesome stuff again. Guys, we're getting there. We're getting to that point where we're about to get to competition for the USSGL. That's going down August 12th, August 13th. August 13th, yes. What's that? What's the USSGL? The USSGL, it's the U.S. Submission Grappling League, uh, an organization that I happen to be a part of. Sorry, the thing and, you've been working tirelessly. I just forgot about it. I'm back. I, I, I apologize.
0: You've been working. If you guys want to go
1: ahead and buy uh, an aircraft okay. carrier, it's going to be very cool, I've heard. Thank you very much. You can register at ussgl.com backslash register or just head to our USSGL website, and that is ussgl.com. We want you guys to compete. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little clue. If you want to compete and you want it for cheaper, use the promo code EBI, Okay, Use that code and we will save you a little bit of cash. And we want you guys to come compete because it's going to be a badass show. So on the 13th, we have the open tournament, hopefully with John Jones. We'll see. Fingers crossed. He hasn't said no yet. He hasn't said no, but we only put it up an hour ago. So we got that going on. And then – We have an open competition. We're giving away over $7,000 of prize money that weekend, Kevin. So uh, we've got some prize money for our absolute winners. So our one absolute on the men's side, our one absolute on the women's side, and both gi and no gi. Uh, So we want to make sure we get those numbers up so we can get you guys the money. And then, you know, if you sign up for a tournament, that means then on August 12th, you can come see our uh, Deep Waters Invitational, and you can see people like Catherine Shen, Keith Kikorian, uh... Juan Bernardo, Jeff Rial, Ethan Krellinston. I mean the names go on and on and on. I mean people who you've seen at EBI will be there and competing. And uh, I'm just – I'm so excited. I'll be doing commentary. The ladies from Matt Therapy are going to be working there too. So you want to be a part of it. Again, ussgl.com backslash register. And if you don't want to go ahead and compete, come watch. It's going to be a fantastic spectacle. So, my thanks to them. My thanks to Valley Martial Arts Center. They've got a tournament too. I'll come back around to tell you more about that after we get that going. But it's True Blue, and you can find out more about that at valleymac.com. Forty dollars for blue belts in the valley area. And I believe, Kev, that will do it for me. That'll do it for us tonight
0: here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. John Jones shin.
1: Wow, it still hurts.
0: The number you have dialed is not in service at this
3: time.